Live. Well, now we're live and don't have a bunch of uh, fanfare here. Just put a scroll at the bottom of the screen. But uh, thanks everybody for joining us. We're going to continue here on Tuesdays to go live for a little bit, talking about, well, in this case, SHOT Show, results from SHOT Show. But uh, let's see how it goes. So, got Clover joining me from Texas. Just got back from SHOT Show 2023. I think you literally got back yesterday. Yep. So figure go live here, like we've been doing on Tuesdays, kind of preparing for the show. Continue that and see who all might show up for a daytime conversation. There's Mel Serp out there. Welcome. And uh, yeah, so I don't know. You had a longer time in the vehicle and... uh, I'll let you start out with what was your impressions of the show? What have you been thinking about talking about as a wrap up or have you? Mm, I haven't really thought about it too much. I mean, definitely, definitely the follow-ups, um, you know, the after action, you know, what do you go through? I mean, there's a lot of that that's, uh, that's been going through my head. Um, you know, there was a definitely an information what would be the word like an information download, right? Oh, um, overload, overload. I mean, you yeah, couldn't, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. no, no, no group of people. I don't think no organization could even try to contain all the data that happened this week. Yeah. Right. I'll be odd to pause every now and then to blow my nose. But anyway, um, yeah, it, um, yeah, a lot of stuff, man. So that has to be, kind of divided out into sections like you know uh, and I haven't done it yet but uh, you know you got to divide out like what you do right I mean there's there's the things on the the advertising the sponsor side there's things on the TNE side there's simply the, the simple you know scheduling out the podcast guests there's um, you know so many things now that you you've talked to those people you've got those information that information you you know, you've looked at all the products, you've talked with those companies, you've done all the things, you've, you know, you met your goals, right, for SHOT Show. But now that you've met your goals, now you've got to put the plan in action to, to, what would be the word, to capitalize, to seize on those goals, right? Oh, if you're waiting for me, I'm getting coffee. I'll come back. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I'll have to go get mine here in a little bit, too. I understand. So, yeah, I can keep vamping. But, yeah, for me, it's just a matter. I mean, some companies check all of those boxes, you know, or whatever. It's like, oh, wow, they've got a product. So I've got to arrange, get everything arranged for that. Oh, you know, also want them to come on and be a guest. Oh, you know, also they're interested in, you know, sponsorship and ad spots. So, you know, it's like I got to try to go through in the, in the business cards and the notes and everything you do during SHOT Show play into that. But now you've got to go in and lay all of that out. And it's almost like a, I don't want to say it's a, it's a flow chart. That's definitely going to be some type of like a, a spreadsheet type scenario. Right. And some kind of process, right? Like a, yeah. Right. And, yeah. And visually yeah. you're going to think of it, but yeah, there's definitely oh. parts to it. Oh, so one thing is, is replying to comments that's happened throughout the week. I mean, we've had a week or I've had 11 days, right? I've had 11 days away from any type of computer. I've had the phone, and I've been able to do some things through the phone as it's come in. But as far as organization and notification and structure, 
the phone kind of sucks in that respect. So, you know, there's all kinds of things that from being absent 11 days now has to, you know, okay, I got to try to get caught up on that stuff. And then also I didn't even mention the content filmed at SHOT Show, you know, whatever that might be, booth review, range day video, you know, whatever the case is. I've dropped shorts all last week, of course, uh, with the show. But, you know, there's those things that have to be released too but you know those things are going to come before the actual con contact you know most of the people that i talked with this year uh you always kind of uh you kind of hit them up about or you know fill them out about how they're going to you know when you should follow up that sort of thing and most of them about two weeks uh after the show uh so this coming friday of course will be one week and then uh you know so sometime mid late next week you know is when that sort of stuff uh, seems to come out and i see you got your uh notebook there you've already started making notes so cool well yeah so go get your copy if you want um so that's one of the things you kind of brought up and i was doing the same thing so we're on we're on similar wavelengths but obviously we're not it's not like we're walking in lockstep and we don't have the same ways of doing it or whatever, but we're doing the same stuff. So I take a notebook usually. I stick some of the shop show stickers on it so that I know which one it is. Put a note on there in case I forget which years the stickers are. Give myself a couple of pages. And I had a show last night, and I'll do another one on Thursday, just during prime time, right, to do the same kind of thing, except with a bunch of people that showed up. So I invited everybody last night. I guess you were still driving, but uh, just everybody I shook hands with at SHOT Show, essentially. And uh, Toby... Chief Fires, Ghost, and Snob, and somebody else show up. All showed up, and we chatted for a bit. And like I say, I'll do another one on Thursday. But uh, in order to kind of think about the show, like you just said, from the various facets, I'm going to say, um, I made some notes here, and then uh, a couple of notes while we were on the phone or excuse me, while we were on the call last night, and I figure we can address some of these. So uh, the way I look at it, Clover kind of mentioned some things, but we got um, uh, videos, right? A lot of us go to SHOT Show to, um, as channels or whatever, so we're going to be getting videos and pictures, I guess. Um, making contacts, right? Clover kind of touched on funding. We're doing stuff. we got to pay for it. Uh, I'm a big fan of patches. There's lots of ways that those weave in there. But there's some other things, right? So I think I said context. So we got observations, right? So you have so much data you can get from SHOT Show. And I'll talk about different layers of this. But the, what you can observe and what you can gain from that observation is insane. Uh, you can test your own skills, right? We have a bunch of, uh, we spent weeks, you know, kind of going over things you could do. But when you're there, you're actually testing those things. One thing I think now that I'm saying this that we didn't really talk about too much is having alternative plans and then having some kind of a system in place where let's say all your your first plans worked. Are you going to intentionally try your backups just to make sure you're able? But uh, you know, anyway, testing skills, a, a massive opportunity for that. Um, coaching. So we're doing coaching here, but even hopefully if you're part of this, you're coaching the next wave, right? We're not going to be able to coach everybody. Not everybody's interested in listening to us. So each of us teaching each other is how we make this work. So you got to jump right in a date at year one and get into coaching. You're coaching your, your, your people that you're working with. You're coaching with your own team. You're coaching your family. You're coaching your audience. You're coaching your peers, right? 
you got the tech. So there's layers of tech. I'm using new phones this year. That was a big chunk of my show this year. Everybody's got their tech curve and where they're at on that curve. And then, you know, if you're ambitious with that or if you're leaning back, I mean, I'm, I've been using this phone for a long time. And for a lot of ways, I'll, I'll still champion that concept. But these things are magic. These things are magic, these new phones. Growth. Um, opportunities to grow. You can wait around to grow or you can choose to grow. And this is a show where you can you can say, okay, this is what I did before and this is what I'm going to do. So let's talk about growth and then understanding. Like Again, you're going to observe a lot, but you're going to know so much more about our, our culture, our, our community, our industry, your peers, the people that you looked up to or respected or maybe you don't anymore. You're going to understand so much and you got to take some time to absorb that and to, to do something with that. So that's what I'm trying to do with this. I'm sure Clover's trying to do the same thing. Um, I don't know if you're back yet, but that's sort of the stuff that I've been thinking. This is sort of my notes from the ride home. Like if I was thinking of yeah. SHOT yeah. Show as a spectrum, like there's so much, like people are going to look at my patch stuff and go, oh, that all like I did was patches. I can do patches when I'm sleeping, I'm like, you know, standing upside down when I'm sleeping. Patches are nothing. But some people don't even know how much patches can be, you know, how big a thing they can be. But anyway, that's a whole layer there. But there's so much more going on at SHOT Show. And this is just the stuff I thought about. So if you were thinking of all these different facets or spectrum of SHOT Show, what am I missing on here that was in your realm? Uh, maybe something about the travel. I mean, I've got travel down. You're still playing with that. And you've got different in, 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 what's the word, inputs to your travel. Um, yeah, true. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've had, I have whole websites, I have whole social channels to my travel. So when I decide to push my travel stuff out, it's already there. Like some people aren't even thinking about that. You're spending a lot of money and time traveling either to this event or others, or just doing your projects in general. And that's a, an element that's monetizable. It's a not an element that can be related to by lots of people, no matter if they're interest, interested in your topic of interest or not. Um, and you got the food and then, you know, the vehicles and the gear and everything that goes along with travel. It's a common denominator amongst a lot of people. So right. a lot of it, a lot of potential there for talking about our travel. Anyway, right. just coming up with stuff. I could probably come up with stuff all day if we sat here and thought about, think about all the different ways that we can get from SHOT Show. Uh, anyway, so that was my, my, uh, kind of guide for this after shot kind of thought process where were you at with uh you know again you kind of talked about lead following up with leads and then uh getting back to the scheme of things what about all this data i've got mine here because this thing is huge compared to my old phones as far as like how much storage it can hold it doesn't even flinch with the entire shot show coverage i got 800 videos of knives on here or at least 800 files from the day that I took videos of knives. It doesn't even flinch. It's not even, I mean, I, that's probably larger than that whole phone and it's just a portion of this phone, but I still have, well, it's have it plugged in now, but I still have a new hard drive that I can plug into this and I pulled every file out. So every file is on here and on a hard drive. What do you do about file duplication backup? And then how do you have a process for how you're going to start processing them? Yeah, I use a USB drive that plugs directly into my phone, and then from there it gets into a external drive here. I haven't 
started to do any of that yet. Yeah, I do the same. So then, I mean, I just put it in a folder, you know, January, and then sometimes SHOT Show stuff I'll put in a separate folder, SHOT Show day one, day two, day three, something like that. Um, do you keep notes of, like, everything that you got in there, or do you just start at the top and make videos as you go down? How, do you have a system or a process that you've come up with for making sure you don't forget any files in there, or mm -hmm. uh, what's the word, like prioritizing them or anything? Yeah, typically I go in like chronological and then just walk backwards, you know, through it. Um, and then uh, that's normally how I, that's normally how I do it when you're talking about show footage. I usually do that. If there's if there's multiple videos having to do with like the same product <laughs> or the same company or whatever, which seldom is that the case. But if that ever happens, then I'll skip. So like. You know, if company A, I've got, you know, two, let's say, videos that need to be done. Uh, and then there's, you know, company B, company C, company D. I'll shift that. So I'll go one video from company A. And then I'll go B, then maybe C, and then hit the other one on A, right? Um, just to mix it up, just so I don't have, you know, multiples from that one company in a row. Just to kind of keep things fresh. Um, and also, you know, when you release things, you know, if you're talking about breaking things out and you have multiple videos on the same thing, you got to be careful with it because it's people can see one and think, oh, I've already watched that, right? Um, they don't realize it's a different video. It's about a different model or it's about a different aspect of the company or whatever the case may be. Um, and maybe they don't click it because like they thought they've already watched it. So by splitting that out, right? Um, arranging that around, I, you know, I think it does make a difference. Now, there's also something to be said about commitment. Um, you know, if you go in and people, you know, are wanting you to film or whatever the case may be, I mean, they may want that released, right? Um, at a certain time, before a certain time, and that may kind of change up the, the goals too. I mean, company F, for example, or uh, G or H, you know, may be one that you know, you end up releasing it first simply because, you know, you kind of made a commitment or a promise to them to get that out before a certain time. So it's like, okay, since I'm time crunched on that, I need to get this out, right? Uh, there's a lot of factors I think that can go into that. Well, that being said, I haven't had, and I've had a couple of things over the years, not at SHOT Show, but maybe if you're at some place or you're meeting with somebody and they go, hey, I'm going to let you see something, but don't don't show this until July or something. Like I've had that and I've had problems with it. Like I didn't get told don't do this before shot show. And then I did it before shot show or something. But uh, um, how often do you encounter situations where there's like either an expiration date, like get this out before or don't show this until compared to all the other footage and stuff. I mean, obviously it's your experience, but. I, I, do, I didn't. Was that a question? Oh, sorry. I'm saying, yeah. How like how often is it there some kind of time restraint? Like, a, don't do this. And oh, very rarely. Yeah, before. yeah, yeah. It's yeah, very, I was say, yeah, yeah. I'm just making sure nothing's changed. But I mean, that is something to keep in mind. And because it happens so rarely, it's probably something to keep in mind, right? So you don't forget that every once in a while that can happen. Imagine, do you keep notes like while you're, well, you know, like going around, let's say Monday, and you start doing stuff. Um, 
even if you've got like, I'm going to go here and then I'm going to go here. But on your way over there, you find X, Y, Z and you're like, oh, snap, I'm taking a quick video of this. And, you know, that, that those targets opportunity or whatever they're called will just sort of happen. So now you start to accumulate those. And by day two or three, you know, you've got, let's, let's see, six or eight of these things that you didn't plan on, but they were convenient. You grabbed them, made a new friend or something. Somebody asked you to check this out for them. Uh, do you keep notes or something like that? Or is that just in your head? Or do you keep some kind of process or system so that you don't forget about those or that something like that, where there might be a time constraint there where you weren't expecting it, doesn't get lost or forgotten about? You ghosted me. Well, I'm just saying, did you do anything to uh, leave notes for stuff that's unexpected or for these unanticipated deadlines or time frame like do you keep a notepad with you or do you uh, yes i got notes i got i've got notes um in a pad as well as on business cards yeah yeah almost every business card has some type of mark or or circle or uh word or sometimes email addresses or phone numbers um almost every business card that i get i do not have clean business cards like if you if you grab uh, my stack of uh, business cards, talking about the ones I've collected, right, as well as my own in some instances, but the ones I've collected, um, yeah, they've, they've got crap wrote all over them or whatever, right? Um, like I drew, um, um, what did I do? I did, so I got two cards, like, from one company. Give me an example. I got one company had to meet with two people because the person that would be best on their podcast and the person that I needed to talk to for um, some T&E stuff were two different people, right? Um, so I put T&E, wrote with a Sharpie, right? T&E on the card for the person for that and then I wrote podcast on the card for the other, right? Um you know, I've done uh, things where it's like, okay, I don't want to, I don't need to forget this guy's name or whatever. Um, you know, so I've circled the name, for example, on the business card. And that draws my eyes to that section of the business cards because not all business cards are great or perfect or anything like that. Sometimes they're, the information's all jumbled up in them. And so when you're just flipping through, um, another thing is there's companies there these kind of notes are I make on business cards too. There's companies there that it is their, their marketing agencies are the ones in the booth talking with media, right? It's not somebody from the company. And when they give you a card, it's like Bob's marketing agency, you know? And you're like, then you get home and you're like, Oh crap. Who was this guy? Yeah, like, it has like nothing to do with such and such knives like, or something. Now, or yeah. Now you could go to Bob's marketing agency.com, right? sometimes and look through the list of their clients and go, Oh, okay. It'll refresh your memory. Right. Oh yeah. I talked to them in the so-and-so booth. Right. Um, but why not, if that's the case, you ever get a card like that before you walk away, take a Sharpie and write the company name on the card. That's like, you know, that way you easily know you don't have to go do that. So yeah, I make notes all the time on all kinds of stuff. So I ended up, I usually like to have a notepad that I'll get it, uh, dollar store so I'm gonna go nuts with it but then tried something a little bit different this year I went with this uh, expandable dealy and then I almost always do this I put all my business cards in one of these things uh, and then I don't double them so these are the fronts and backs but because I do them for each day or whatever 
or like in this case, all the good ones, uh, people I want and I know or whatever, you're going to contact, I'll keep up front here, just people that I met, let's say. But then like all the Monday ones are on Monday, Tuesday. So that helps me uh, keep track of them because, I mean, I don't talk to that many people. So, you know, I can keep track of, you know, if I talk to this person from this company, uh, you know, in this case, I could write on the back of the card. But if it was like this, what you're talking about is tough. So what I end up doing is at the end of the night each night, and I ended up doing this live this year, is I'll just make some notes. Normally, this notes would be in a notepad, a spiral notebook, so that I wouldn't lose them. But in this case, I had to do it on just random pieces of paper that I found at the hotel. Uh, I just couldn't get to I didn't have a car, so I couldn't get to a place to get a dollar store to buy a notepad. But then I just stuck these in with each day. So each day's got you know a couple of pages of my notes from the end of the night. Um, when you go back to do make sense of this, like if I tried to think, if you asked me right now what happened on Monday, I'd have to spend an hour trying to think about restepping my retracing my steps, and I'd still have gaps. So, you know, this will help me kind of keep track of the week in general. How do you keep track of your notes to uh, uh, prioritize or to make them, what's the word, like useful to go back and reference? If, when they're on business cards, is it like stacks of cards? Is it by day? Is it something like this? Is it uh, some people staple cards to a page of notes or paper clip? I usually start with the cards. It moves from cards into like handwritten. So there's something about writing it down. Um, like in a notepad or on a piece of paper or something? Yeah. And then from there, it just kind of gets into... Um, then it gets into digital, like with a planner or a notepad or something along those lines. Yeah. Yeah, I won't go much further than this writing, but I agree with you. For me, I don't know if this is for real or if it's just our generation or whatever, but writing it with a piece of a pen on a piece of paper is essentially carving in your brain. Like you, you can remember writing it down or whatever, or like something about the you know, as opposed to typing, which I don't know why, but, you know, I can type stuff all the time. I'm not going to recollect everything I've ever typed. Mm -hmm. But if I'm writing something down like that, especially if it's weird this time, because one of them's on the back of like a menu and the other one's on the back of something, some, you know, thing that the hotel handed out that had a black a blank page on the back, you know, that I could use. So I just happen to be able to associate that so I can um, second you know piece those out or whatever a little easier they like say they're more permanent in my head if i had to sit back and think about them and i can think about the gaps i can i under i remember writing down and i couldn't remember okay i, I left this person and i walked up over here but i got two videos filmed like what what order did those videos happen which booth did i hit first i don't really care about remembering that but i know where that glitches you know i remember that's on tuesday at this time i don't care to try to remember which one necessarily but you know it helps me to understand where those gaps are so i could just keep moving and not think about the the whole totality of the show that makes sense i don't know do you think of the show now as monday tuesday wednesday or do you think of it as a big mess do you think of it as conversations with individuals how do you go forward after you broke up. Oh, my internet's breaking up. Yeah, you did. Uh, how you do you? Power. Go ahead. It could be my audio. I'm having to plug everything back in here. Um, yeah. I guess I'm asking. Uh, 
with your system or with your experience at shot like how do you try to keep how do you manage it all how do you keep track of all the stuff that you got through a shot is it something you reference more than just in the immediate here or will it be something that you go back to in the future um huh. yeah i don't know that i put a lot of, of effort into Man, I don't know that I put a lot of effort into into living in the past, right? Into backtracking and making correlations like that. Like, oh, this uh, hap all happened because of shot. I don't know that I do that. Um, yeah, I don't think I do anything like that. Like, so, you know, something happens and, you know, I get a, a guest on or TD or get something to happen later on in the year, let's say, you know, October, November, whatever. Um yeah, I don't, I don't, I definitely don't go back and, and readjust notes or do anything like that. Like it's for me, it's about moving forward, I guess. Uh, oh yeah. I was thinking more like, I don't, I don't readjust or say notes or anything like that either. Um, yeah. I might use my notes in the future to try to remember if I met somebody before. Yeah. 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 Referencing go down. Yeah. Yeah. But I was thinking, I guess, yeah. I'm thinking more of like, let's say you're at a booth and you took a video. Like I was hanging out with Toby for a minute and I, he uh -huh. went into the Nemo booth and if I'm hanging out with somebody who does content, because I don't, right? I do other stuff. So uh, if I'm hanging out with somebody or you or anybody really that's doing content and you're fiddling with something, I'll take pictures of you fiddling with it, especially if I know that's your thing and you could appreciate some B-roll. of, You know, you don't have a chance to get a camera of taking pictures of you doing stuff like pulling stuff off the wall at SHOT Show. So I'll take pictures like that and then eventually email them to you. Um but that's the thing. Like, let's say you're walking along and something happens. Somebody says, hey, look at this and how clever this is. You know, that little weird breakdown thing from BNT. The, the handle, the grip breaks down and the, the mag well breaks down. Did you look at that at all? Uh, no, <laughs> not actually. So that's something that's not necessarily in your wheelhouse. Let's say somebody pulled yeah. you over. You took a look at it. You made a quick video. Well, it's not in your agenda of things to do. I guess what I'm wondering is, do you try to keep track of everything you got at SHOT Show so that you got it as a resource. Let's say in October, it comes up in a conversation or whatever, and you go, oh, you know what? I do have some B-roll of that somewhere. Is that something that you, you, what's the word? Like you have readily accessible or would you need to like just dig into a hard drive of SHOT Show and start roaming around? Like how do you, do you keep your SHOT Show stuff as reference for the future or is it like SHOT Show's over, let's keep going? Yeah, I don't. I don't keep it as much reference in the future. No, no. I mean, okay. I, I, it's it's there. I mean, there are things available. Yeah, if I need it, but seldom do I need it because, you know, things things change too. I mean, I can't already. I'm home and I haven't done a whole lot, right? I mean, I literally fired up this laptop, uh, ten minutes before I went live with you, and it hasn't been fired up in eleven days, right? Um, and already. There are there's th things I've seen at Shot Show, I thought about stuff I've seen, whatever that designs have changed, released. I mean, things have changed. You know what I mean? So, um, being able to go back, I mean, it's kind of hard to reference things sometimes, depending on what it is, right? Like the thing, the thing you're talking about, for example, especially a lot of the newer stuff, right? Like, who knows? Like, the, the bullpup revolver, for example, was a little disappointing. All they had was literally a little 3D printed thing there with that. But um, 
you know, who knows a year from now, it's like, you know, that company may be defunct and, and that was, you know, there's no, not even any need for that. Or maybe the design is so radically different that, you know, the, the notes you took, the footage you took, everything you did with that little prototype, it's like, what's the point? I mean, other than an archival thing, if you was to go back and go, Hey, look at what it started out as, you know, if you're doing that, but if you're trying to relate it to the, the current lineup or anything like that, uh, can be difficult. I've had that happen at other shows too, though. Uh, it's not, that's not exclusive to shot where you film it and then the production models hit and they're different. Uh, and it really shows in the comments because people will start buying things and then they'll hit YouTube. They'll look at the video and they'll go, Oh wait, hold on a minute. Mine has X, Y, and Z. Yours has A, B, C. What's the deal here? You know, well, because the one in this video is, you know, was that a show before production models were released? So, um, you get some weirdness like that if you start trying to correlate the past to the present to the future. Yeah, see, I think that I, I value that. I think that's what the internet's all about because otherwise you're just looking at catalogs all the time. You're just looking at only what's new and no one knows the history or where stuff came from. So that's, I guess, one of the reasons I'm asking. And, you know, everybody runs their channel different. Everybody's got different whatever, you know, different parameters or scope or whatever the words are. And, uh, yeah, I would value having, like, I've got my footage from the Zip, like when I was talking to the guy from Zip, uh, whatever year that was, must have been 10 or something, because um, it was in Sands. But anyhow, uh, so if I ever want to bring up anything about Zip or any of those things, like the Taurus 12, 10 gauge or whatever they made one year, you know, I can potentially go back, find the hard drive, find the folder, find the day, grab that. But I guess the reason I know I've got them is this, the way I, uh, I'll go through Monday and I'll name all the videos. This is a video of, you know, the Ruger this. This is a video of the whatever trigger group that. And what I take video of, like what I point my camera at changes. But what, since my process is to go back and name all the files afterwards in the folder that they're in, and they're in the folder of the day that they're in, I guess I just kind of know, uh, do I, I also make a notepad file and I just take a copy of all the file names and put them into this notepad file so that I have a searchable, uh, both by file name and by, uh, you know, text in a file. I have a way of knowing what, uh, videos I've made or exist, then of course those are backed up or whatever on different drives and in the cloud or whatever. I don't use them, but if I ever needed them, I could. I mean, I, I shouldn't say I don't use them all the time, but every once in a while I want something and I don't have to go, okay, I have to go to January's folder of files and start looking, you know, or try to remember what day I saw that on. I'll have some clues for myself for in the future. But um, that's the thing. If you're you know, I guess I look at it as more like, oh, if I'm going to talk about the, um, you talked about that revolver thing, you know, even if it fails, if you're going to talk about items that failed at SHOT Show, being able to go back and grab that file is, I don't know, I guess it's just a, it's a, it's a resource to have versus going to the internet and just grabbing a file off the internet that would be equivalent, right? Some archive of whatever happened this year shot like in other words you don't have to have that file there's going to be a copy of it on the internet somewhere
right, well, so I was, I was muted. Sorry. Yeah, you're an archival type guy, so that's going to depend too. I mean, just look at the projects and the other things that you've done and you do, right? So, you know, you yeah, like I say, it's just people, maybe some people are not into that. They're like, I'm it's the future. I'm moving forward. You know, let's do this. And so, you know, having pages and drive, and I've got plenty of stuff, and I'm not you as far as the the archival, you know, aspect of things, and I've still got tons and tons you know terabytes and upon terabytes and pages upon pages of of data and stuff so neither one of us throw any of these files away it's not there's no gain in throwing the files away right right um let's see so as far as we kind of talked about a little bit about how we deal with the stuff as far as let's just talk about shot show i guess in general we've been taking pictures on our phones it sounds like we both take a copy of our data on our phone all the videos and pictures and whatever else and put that into a hard drive and then i'm assuming we both duplicate that hard drive so that now we got it in like two permanent places and then the phone becomes a temporary we can start to delete that or not, not as worried about the, the files on the phone anymore and then as we move on those files just get left behind in some kind of archive you know like say like we just discussed if we ever go back and look at them again um aside from moving the files over is there uh anything else that you do as far as um i don't know like your do you get any paperwork or your notes and stuff do you do any kind of pr procedure or is there any kind of ritual with your written notes or the the paper and stuff that you pick up along the way that like isn't a keychain or a patch or something that you might put on a wall or use. I mean, assuming you pick up brochures and things besides business cards. No, I don't mean I don't pick up many brochures. Uh, I may have picked up a couple of things, but not much. I'm trying to even think. Like right now, I can't even think of anything. Right, but remember, I'm I just got back last night, so I haven't processed a whole lot. Um, no, uh, -uh. No, I mean, I can't, I can't think of anything. And I did not pick up a lot of swag, a lot of patches, a lot of stickers at all this year. Um, and I'm not saying right or wrong. I mean, everybody's got to do their own thing. But my deal is that was, I was not in that mode. Uh, I didn't have room in my brain pan to be thinking or worrying about that. Um, there was way too many parts and pieces and things moving around, um, and especially things that were unforeseen, right, going into SHOT Show. Like, I could have planned to the max, and, you know, we get there on Saturday and get a phone call, and, and the whole world just turned upside down, right? Um, so, um, yeah, that's one thing that never really was a strong suit with, you know, picking up any type of, I don't want to say swag, but any type of stuff. I was disappointed they did not have the uh the notebooks and things um but i you know yeah yeah i don't i don't uh i, I never have been big on um you know anything maybe other than the patches i mean i would pick up a few stickers here and there and a, a few odd and end things um but i mean i can't think of anything that i picked up that's played you know what i'm saying that's played into any of my content so I, I try not to pick stuff up, especially when you're walking along and somebody will have like, a, oh, here's our price list or here's like a, 
bunch of pictures of our product. Like, well, thanks. I just took a bunch of digital pictures of your product. But, you know, they don't know who's walking around. And if somebody's walking around from a store who doesn't have a phone or anything and does need to know, you know, what to reference or have something in the shop, that's what those handouts are for. Plus, it's just a good idea probably to leave something physical with people uh, in a show like that. You spent a lot of money to have the booth. But, yeah, nobody wants to carry that stuff around. I end up with a couple of things anyway, though, because, one, you're going to be polite sometimes. You're having a conversation with somebody, and they offer you something. You know, you're just going to take it. It's not that big a deal to carry around a piece of paper. But there are things where you want the piece of paper. It's useful. Um, ideally, something that's like a, a four by six or something with all the details on it, a little bit bigger than a business card, but not a full sheet of paper. Um, but what I end up doing is putting them in that corrugated, whatever that thing is, that book of pockets that I've got there. And uh, as long as you don't pick up too much stuff, it's easy enough to file stuff away in there. Um, here's the thing, though. I don't want to discourage people from using a show as an opportunity. So if you're a gun shop, uh, one of the reasons people walk around with those big uh, mail, what are they called, milk crates on wheels, or even some people had suitcases on wheels, is uh, it's cheaper than shipping, especially if you're driving to the show. You drag around one of them suitcases. You uh, put a big box or another bigger suitcase up in the checked bag area there and uh, just keep shuttling up your uh, handouts and your brochures and things that you'll be able to hand out throughout the year, and you'll save yourself a bunch on shipping. Uh, also, it's just uh, neat to have the swag for giveaways. You know, if somebody's buying a Smith & Wesson, and you can give a little squishy thing or whatever, like a keychain or a patch or a stick, a couple of stickers or something. Uh, it's just cool. So uh, there's that opportunity. Same thing uh, with uh, people like Gizzard and, uh, well, you've done it. And others where, you know, you include some of the swag you pick up with shot. And uh, when you're doing, when you're sending stuff out or uh, doing giveaways and stuff throughout the year. So there's an opportunity there. But it does, I would suggest some strategy, you know, doing a going around carefree and lightweight all day and then as you're heading out at the end of the day remember where the good stuff is or make some arrangements with people hey i'm going to come back and grab a stack of those stickers at the end of the day and then follow through and come vacuum that stuff up on your way back to the car and that's about the least amount of hassle most amount of return on on the time spent because you are going to a place and you know as long as you're driving or even if you are flying it's nothing to fill a $14 fixed rate box. It'll be waiting for you at your home before you know, your post office before uh, you probably get back, depending on how you travel. Right. Or at least by the time you're coming up for air. But um, so I'm not going to discourage people, but at the same time, yeah, I can, you can get, you can get extra tired carrying around stuff. If you just, I mean, I can't, I still can't understand. I mean, I guess it's people that work at gun shops and just don't think about it. There's so many people walking around with those free bags that they give out, which almost always have some kind of rope or strap, like an uncomfortable rope or strap kind of thing to hold on to it by. And it starts getting weighted down with all kinds of pieces of paper. And they're just, you know, by noon, they're walking around struggling with these. But they're walking around paper, like literally weighted down. Um. Let's see, what else are we missing? If there's people out there who went to the show uh, that are uh, obviously either in the mode of trying to decipher it all or coming back up for air after a week of being off work or on vacation or 
away from people. So any tips after so many travels and um, extended uh, stays on getting back a custom or getting your channel back in gear? Um, you know, having, being able to have some kind of break, I think helps me. And the drive back is one of those things. Um, I know that you talk, you talk about it regularly and I do too, uh, about how, you know, you have the opportunity, especially if you're in a pa you're a passenger, how, you know, you can be reflecting, thinking about things, war gaming. Um, I took a different approach, man. I mean, we got to Flagstaff. Flagstaff was freaking snowed in and beautiful, you know, cold as it could be. Um, you know, there was all types of sights to see and, you know, different things along the way uh, because we had that extra day or extra night or whatever you want to call it. You know, we got to... Uh, check out the antique arms show for the first time i mean it was, you know it was a get away from it right it's like information overload disconnect right and then now literally i mean quite literally like i said 10 15 minutes before you know we went live i plugged the laptop in here and turned it on right so like i'm just now plugging back in and so um you know for me it's i like that because it 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 gives me a time to step away from it just for a second. And then that way I'm not, um, if I, again, as we've talked about with note taking and stuff like that, if I've taken good notes, if I've documented, uh, things well along the way, because there is something to be said about forgetting things. Right. Um, but you know, I trust myself enough to be like, okay, well, I've taken enough notes and all of this, this is not going anywhere. There's nothing I can do until we get home. Like, I'm not putting up videos or making calls or sending emails to companies or doing any of that stuff until I get home. So let's just enjoy the ride, right? Let's just unplug and and uh, and go. I don't know if that kind of answers what you're talking about, but that's where I'm at. I got to find my mute. Yeah, so uh, I was the passenger also, except my trip was only not that many hours. So, uh, yeah, I just basically have the notepad there and try to unzip or let it go backwards without rushing it. Like, just kind of let the tangles unwind or whatever and make some notes. So I really appreciated that. Uh, we were listening to a book on tape, which I don't think was the best way to do it uh, for... If I was trying to do like what you're saying, just kind of remove the self from the show and just go do something else, I guess that might have worked. And that probably worked for him driving. But, uh, and he's driving, so I'm not gonna, whatever, you know, mess with the, the driver after a week like that. I understand that, you know, I'm normally the driver. So I totally understand you just want to do whatever gets you to the end of the line. But, um, uh, well, I guess it depends. If you've got a lot of business going on, then you, I, I don't think there's much to gain from saying, oh, the show's over. You know, I'm going to take some time off. I think you're going to want to keep sharp, right? You want to have some kind of a process or system to pull as much of that stuff down while it's still fresh and at least 
try to re-record it all before you take that break. I, I see the the gain in having some break though, especially with as much uh, potential whatever download or whatever information overload you get for a week. Um, but I think most people are just going to forget that stuff by nature, right? Whatever that part of our brain is that doesn't let us retain everything, unless you got a photographic memory. Can you imagine having a photographic memory at SHOT Show? Um, but, you know, we're going to naturally forget all that stuff. Um, so I think what ends up happening is just people's regular life comes in and, and does what you're saying, kind of just lets you forget about most of it. But mute, but um, yeah, I don't have a real problem remembering things. So, um, let's see the coverage itself. This is a unique show because it's the big one, and because of all the connotation or reputation it has. There's going to be a bunch of people who just want it to be over because they didn't get to go and they hate it. So they're going to do nothing but gripe about it. They're already griping about it. They griped before it happened. And they'll gripe in the middle of the year just so everybody's clear that they hate the show so much. Um, and then there's people that dig it, right? And then there's people that are paid to be there and they're going to forget about it as soon as possible because they've got other things they're going to be paid to you know, be worried about. So where are you with coverage, getting it out there, urgency? This is advice for people, not just our experience, right? This uh -huh. is people that are out there. Right. Um, Right, that are trying to decide what to do with the, what they've got now because they spend a lot of time and money on this. Yeah, I mean, it's it's going to depend on the person, right? There's people that are going to ride it all year long. That's and maybe, and that's fine because you know they're that's the way their channel works and like the flow of their their channel or whatever, right? For me, I'm going to have these people back. I have people on as a guest. I'm going to have products coming out of the T&E. So anything as far as the you know footage, pictures, anything that's happened at Shot Show, I mean, you know, in the next, it's got to drop in the next couple of weeks. I mean, it's got to. And you know, anything that I've done in that capacity, um, we talked about earlier. We kind of talked about five time frames and what was expected from companies, and you know. They expect it to be fairly quick. I mean, if you're doing something at SHOT Show, I mean, they, they asked. And, and I said, oh, you know, I'll drop this six, eight months down the road. They'd have been like, you know, I, I know I know the look on the, what, the, what the look on their face would have been, you know, had I said something like that. So uh, it was like, yeah, well, I'll get it out in the next couple of weeks. So they're like, oh, okay, good, you know. Um, so, you know, for me, it's pretty quick. Now, again, I've got other content that is coming out of the work and the connections of the stuff at SHOT Show that fill up the rest of the year. If you're somebody that only does T&E related stuff, right? Um, and, you know, you're using SHOT Show to set that up for the entire year, then that, that might not be the case. I mean, maybe you do drop a video over in October or whatever. Uh, I think we've talked about that previously, that, you know, depending on how you work that booth interview, or that booth video, you know, if you don't mention SHOT Show, which I think is a disservice to a SHOT Show, but if you don't mention SHOT Show, you just say we're here, you know, talking with so-and-so company, well, yeah, that video can pretty much drop any time. Uh, if you're talking about an established product, again, going back to the products, 
if you're talking about an established product that is already in production it's shipping uh if you're there and you're talking about something that's prototyped or something like that going to shot show talking about something prototyped and then releasing that in september or october uh when it absolutely doesn't jive with the uh, uh the production model this that and the other i mean that potentially could be problematic but again that has a, more to do with just being mindful and careful what you pick to cover at shot show right so the people that do that are probably, I'm guessing, because I'm not that type of person, but they're probably, or I don't do that type of content, uh, content strategy anyway. But those people, I'm guessing in their mind, you know, they're thinking about, you know, all the little, little pitfalls, sidesteps, potholes, and things like that, you know, what they need to do. Uh, so, uh, yeah. yeah. I think... Uh... And there's <clears throat> different. We're to, you know, I'm trying to think of all the people who I'm personally aware of and the way they're running their channels and stuff. But if it's say like, say something reloading, and I don't pay that much attention to reloading stuff there, but there must have been reloading stuff there. So if you're getting B-roll of a machine running, well, I guess now that I'm thinking about, it, I got B-roll of a bunch of reloading stuff. So you know, you get B-roll of uh, of some equipment, you're gonna be able to use that forever. You know, you get. Uh, um, some kind of a robot arm moving around. Uh, if it has something to do with what you're doing, if you get a, uh, think of the Taurus handgun uh, display, like that big curvy display of handguns. It's pretty impressive. You get a, a pan or whatever of a video of going down that. You're going to be able to use that all over the place. So that's, I guess, what I'm thinking is, you know, you've got pieces, elements from your SHOT Show content You've got knowledge and um, little stuff that you may have discovered. You're walking from here to there, and you find out that Cricket makes a little version of a Mosin Nagant, and it's a picture or two. But, you know, that's something that isn't necessarily timely. It's not like people are going to go, oh, I'm learning this from a, an event that you know, isn't next weekend or last weekend. I don't want to know that information anymore. So those kind of things... You don't necessarily have to get them out now, but you can get them out eight months from now and you're still getting content from SHOT Show or use from your, your expense to go to SHOT Show or your time spent, you know, what you discovered there. And you're not trying to put it all out on some kind of uh, schedule now so that people are going to roll their eyes and go, oh, everything they do now is SHOT Show. Dang, I was muted. So you're saying they kind of, they, they pigeonhole themselves into a SHOT Show channel? That's kind of what you're saying? What do you mean? No, I was well, trying to say that, you know, we're, we're getting a lot of stuff at the show. And if it's, even if it's um, B-roll from something, or if it's like a piece of your A-roll, it can be B-roll. And right. I guess just remembering that all this stuff we're getting uh, or that you got at Chacho Show is not just perishable stuff that you got to decide, okay, six months from now, I shouldn't even be considering it. That right. one, you can chop it up and look at it and go, okay, this can easily go out in October. It has nothing to do with Halloween. It's just doesn't need to go out right now. And I think a lot of people, if you, if you're looking at the reviewers or the people that are event goers, I guess, 
because some people are like, oh, I don't, I don't review the equipment. I just go to the event. And then they're just like, okay, here's another notch in my belt. I went to this event. And they don't even think about it again. And they often won't think about it again, right? Because they're off to the next event. But uh, the people who are just, you know, just making a channel and are just doing their thing, uh, I just want to let them know, like, you've got a lot of content that you're uh, creating and that you've got. And, uh, you know, you're doing uh, something as obvious as uh, end of the year thing. Well, obviously, you're going to put some SHOT Show stuff in there. So leave some of it as you're creating it now. Think about what could I use at the end of the year as like a summary of SHOT Show. I might not want it right now because it's kind of too obvious. I don't need it right now. But in eight months, this will be perfect. You know, just I guess that's part of what I'm trying to say is like, you know, whatever you're chopping up now, whatever you're uh labeling and, and putting aside uh don't think of it all as perishable like oh this stuff if you don't use it in the next three months you know just delete the folder so you don't need it anymore yeah no no, no i got you yeah hang on to that for sure or at least yeah you know as you're chopping it up go oh you know what if i just chop this and this off it's not shot show anymore it's just content about this booth and no matter when i talk about you know let's say eaa and anytime i talk about eaa Here's their booth, right? Like, who cares what, what show it was from? Because it's the same booth all the shows anyway, right? And it's just now I can show that, what's that word? Like, reputation, I guess. Like, the, I, you know, I was there, you know, especially if you're standing in the booth, you know, doing some kind of introduction. That's what I'm saying. It's like, that's not perishable. You can use that as the intro of a video three years from now. And uh, if everybody just puts their files in a folder and says, Shot Show 2023, let's move on. You don't, you're not restricted to that. You know, you take as you're editing, remember, you can take a slice and go, oh, you know what? This is a great file for my intro folder. And then be filling up. I don't know. That's, I guess, a more strategy of uh, how to get the most use out of content. But I guess that's what I was thinking about. Um, I'm also trying to read some of the comments that are coming up. Uh, I think they're just talking about laws and stuff. Oh, Mel, all right, Mike is saying uh, about NRAM. So, uh, <coughs> sorry. And we're so, oh, did you get sick at all? So I'm not sick. So what happens with me, and I'm wondering, you know, this is something I don't think we've ever discussed was health and wellness and shot show crud, <laughs> have we? Um, the only time that I was actually, I could say I was sick. Well, I, I guess, okay subjective right some people would be dying laying in bed and think they were dying right now um i know what's going on with my body though so i'm not concerned um but the only time is before we had all the pandemic stuff hit that shot show what was that 2020 uh i came home i had i swear i had the i had the corona you know what i mean um because it was bad uh that was the only time i've been bad um what happens with me and it happens pretty much every year and i'm on a vitamin regimen yearly and all this other stuff but as we head west right you get into an elevation issue temperature drops uh, uh humidity issues like there's different pollens and dusts and things in the air um and once i get to vegas i'm fine right um and like a day later like the first day of shot show i was a little snippily i was worried um, but I took like some day quill or something and 
by the end of like the first day, I was fine, right? But you also got to remember range day happened and we're out in the rain and the wind and everything else. So coming home was the same way. Like I was fine when we started home, <laughs> but by the time I got home, well, you hear me now coughing and noses running and, you know, that sort of stuff. So I'm not sick in the sense of I caught something and, I, you know, I've got some kind of disease and I'm dying and I'm decrepit in the bed. Now, I could let it get me that way, right? Because I don't feel super great not being able to breathe and being snotty and everything. But uh, I know what it is and I'm not going to slow down because of it. Um, you know, I'm going to push through it. And in a few days, my body will acclimate and, and I'll be good to go. So, uh, but again, I, not, some people actually catch serious, you know, stuff like i said in 2020 you know i swear up and down from my from my i know i've had my antibodies checked for uh for corona in the past and uh you know i'm pretty sure i was i was a, a very early undocumented case with that but uh yeah this year ain't that bad it's just like i said it's, it's a change in environment a quick change in environment right because you got to realize i mean even uh you know we drove 20 two hours there so in 22 hours the environment changed multiple times but even coming back i mean we spent basically two days one two yeah two three days i guess you could say coming back and you know you had multiple changes every stop you had multiple changes in, in, in the environment right and all of that matters uh elevation uh, is, you know, the particles of air and the, you know, or particles of stuff in the air change with elevation and everything else. So, uh, yeah, just, just keeping that in mind. I mean, even if you're, and I'm assuming, I don't remember it being as bad if I flew, uh, the one time that I flew, I don't remember it being quite as bad. Um, but it still was a thing, right? I, you know, I flew to Vegas, got out. Well, when people a, fly, then they're in an airplane with a bunch of people. So that's well, a this, is, this is true. That could be a whole other ball of wax, right? You're in a tube with 200 other people or whatever uh, sharing germs. So um, that's true. That's very true. Uh, either way, I mean, you've got issues. But uh, for me, I mean, like I said, it was it was a driving thing. Um, you know, I felt great when I left. And so there's no doubt it's just the changes in the, the locate or the environment that we drove environments, I should say that we drove through. Heck, when we woke up in Flagstaff, um, Saturday morning, was that Saturday morning? Uh, no, it had been Sunday morning. It was one degree, one degree. Um, uh, by the time we got to Winslow, which is not terribly far from Flagstaff, it was like 47 degrees, you know, like a 40 degree difference there. Um, it was just crazy stuff like that. Did you see the sign there for the buffalo herd? You drove right past our buffalo. Well, one of our buffalo ah, herds. No, I guess I missed it. Yeah, I guess I missed it. That's you wouldn't see it. It's barely a road sign, but uh, yeah, we have a couple of buffalo herds in Arizona, and it's right there south of that road you're on. Can you see right them on the area. highway? Yeah, maybe if they were standing there, but they're buffaloes; they ah, don't stand anywhere. Right. But uh, I've only seen them twice, and I used to go out there all the time. But. Uh, right. Right. But I think I agree with you. There's um, this wasn't a year for the cold. I didn't see that many people getting sick. I think it's just uh, the world getting sick for a year. We're more uh, kind of cleansed everybody. Everybody got real healthy, got healthy habits. And then the people who are the sickliest didn't show up or aren't going to the show anymore. So definitely a, a change. 
Let's talk about that a little bit as we wrap it up here. We're about to hit an hour. I don't want to make this show forever every week. So if we're yeah. going to keep doing this on the Let's weekly, we're going to do this for about an hour. And we're going to encourage people. If we're keep, We haven't really chatted about this, but uh, I'm down for uh, doing something on the weekly to just do coaching and then uh, channel consultations, that kind of thing. But uh, give us some feedback on that. But, um, you know, the show, it was younger. Uh, it was more diverse than any other shot I've ever seen and not weirdly awkwardly it was just super comfortable and normal super awesome no one even not nothing it was just it was super cool um more diversity with competition shooters and hunters incorporating it all in military law enforcement not that much like animosity or weirdness or i mean i've seen some years where i kind of mentioned this last night where the global war on terror when it was in full swing like the military police thing was just a little bit different. Uh, I'm assuming with the way that defund and all that kind of weirdness can go on, like, you know, there could be some weirdness with the military law enforcement or the law enforcement side of it. Nothing like that. Uh, nothing weirdly the other way either. Almost no politics at all. While there were some politicians in there, they got almost no, I wouldn't say lack of respect, but no fanfare. There was hardly any celebrity. Uh, which no, I value. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, there people like some wrestlers and stuff like that kind of celebrity, maybe some musician people, but like no self industry celebrity BS. And I think that comes with a fluctuation of like getting burned and getting just annoyed with that whole thing. And nobody oh, yeah. walking around. Like, yeah, it's just such a, I think one of the best shows ever in that respect, or maybe the best show yeah. ever in that. Eh, it's hard to say that, but maybe one of the best shows ever since since the before the days of that stuff becoming like drama. Anyway, what do you think as far as your interpretations of this? You know, I don't know. I'm trying to think if I've seen any anybody that I would consider a celebrity, and I don't think I've seen anybody. Now I may have seen them, just may not have recognized them or whatever. But yeah, nobody. Uh, politicians, the only one that I seen was Lauren Mobert. And it was interesting because uh, I was in a booth and she walked by and had a couple guys with her. I, you know, a husband and a security guard. I don't know. You know, maybe somebody from the NSSF escorting her around. I don't know. But there certainly wasn't an entourage. And, you know, I seen her walking through multiple times in that particular wing of, uh, of Caesars. And there, there was not people walking up to her that could freaking care less about Lauren Bobert, right? As much as we've heard her name in the news since she was elected years ago and everything else. And so, um, yeah, it was, that was interesting though. It was an observation that was made to me. It was like, I had to double take. First of all, she was way shorter than I thought she was, uh, or she appeared anyway. Uh, she's a short girl. And, uh, you know, so I double taked on that and I'm like, holy crap. And then the second time I seen her, it was the same thing. You know, it's like she was kind of by herself with those two guys and that was it right there. There just wasn't. And you would think like with her, cause she's one of them, you know, raw, raw, you know, push back against the rhinos, you know, political, you're talking about political polarization, right? She's one of those that, that a lot of, uh, Second Amendment to a, you know, gun people, you know, they like to hear her talk, right? Because she says what they want to hear her say and, and all that kind of stuff. So it was kind of interesting to see that she didn't at least 
the times I see her, right? She didn't have the fanfare, let's say, right? Uh, and I'm like, well, that's pretty cool. People are actually paying attention to the tangible things going on with the show instead of, you know, chasing down celebrities and stuff. Uh, Pink is but, saying the air in the airplane is filtered better than a car. Uh, and then getting off on the, to a snowstorm on the other end was, was worse since Vegas is sunny. Yeah. But uh, I guess I'm also thinking the airport. You know, you've got all those international people just, you know, in there breathing. I mean, I'm sure it's, they're not, uh, right. You know, what am I trying to say? They're not fostering infections, but I'm just saying they've got, as much potential there as you do. It's another factor is all I'm saying when you're uh, traveling versus like a car where all you get is people at gas stations and stuff. Right. So, you know, talking about the show, I think that it was a great show overall. It was, it was all the best parts of last year with the feel and the vibe and the attendance and everything of like previous years. Um, it was interesting. What, what I think, I think it's one of those things where there was a year off. The next year was very slim pickings. And I think it was like people were back they were appreciated they understand what they lost not with just the year completely missed but the year that was gimped you know i think people understood what they lost right and they're like we're getting back to normal we're going to appreciate the interaction with people um you know and they were they were hungry they were ready to take advantage of we've got a normal quote-unquote normal shot show finally right after like two years and people were ready and prepared to take advantage of that. And I think it showed it was a, for me and, and, and even the companies and things I talked with were like, it's awesome. It's amazing. It's, it's, it's great. Sorry, I mean, popcorn. So I had to finish chewing for it. The, uh, I'd say the amount of people that I'm aware of, like in my, I don't even say more than just in my circles, because I pay attention to people that don't, you know, that tell me what's up or whatever, but we don't, they don't show up at these shows or whatever. Um, the amount of success people had this year was, I don't want to say unprecedented, because there's probably been better years, but um, nothing, you can't take anything for granted. And the fact that there was a very successful year for most people, I'd say is, uh, uh, well, cool, but also, what is that an indication of? You know, I mean, it's not like there's a giant fear right now. I guess there's some. It's not like the economy's great. It's kind of the opposite. So, you know what I mean? I think I'm taking that as encouragement and, op you know, there should be opt I'm, I'm taking that as an optimistic sign. Or is that the right word to say it? Uh, sorry, was in the middle of blowing my nose there. Um, yeah, it's, I don't know, for a lot of people, they're not going to know. I mean, you've got the perceived, oh, man, shot show was awesome, right? 
Well, we're talking about a perception a few days after the show's ended, right? It's much different to say that now than to go back and then, you know, six months down the road or whatever. Like I said, because for a lot of us, we haven't, you know, we haven't seized on the opportunities that have presented themselves at SHOT Show yet, right? Um, So, you know, and this happens for companies too, right? They may have secured some deals, whatever. Well, you know, contracts have to be written and signed and checks have to be mailed here and there and whatever the case may be, right? So you've got this perception during SHOT Show and then a few days after that then has to manifest or realize, be realized a little bit later down the road. So, you know, I guess for a lot of us, we'll see. Um, I don't see any reason to think that, you know, a, a certain percentage of it, yeah, is going to fall apart and fall away. It always does. But uh, I don't think it's going to be enough to say, the to say, oh, well, that just sucked. I mean, Shot Show seemed great at the time. It seemed awesome. And now, you know, here I'm sitting twiddling my thumb and, and nothing has worked out. Um, you know, I think it's it's going to, I think the results or the, the, uh, what word did I use earlier? Results is a good one. I think the results of what happens from SHOT Show, uh, I think easily will we'll uphold the fact that, that it was a great show. Um, what I liked about the show and, and also what aggravated me to an extent about the show, especially I've seen people that went in 2020 and there was no after events. Um, you know, also seen some newbies that went that did, they made, and I tried to get them to go and they made no after events. You know, that's a whole other thing that we have talked about and will in the, in the future. Um, but more importantly, the after events were back without a doubt, uh, back and in force and, um, uh, call them parties, you know, whatever, you know, you want to call them, I guess. Um, and it was it was interesting, not just with the after events, but with the just the overall aspect of the show. Uh, like you were talking about with Toby, I think earlier, gee, uh, those people that their first year was last year. Their first year was 22. Uh, it was interesting to see. Let's just put it that way. Uh, it was interesting to see their reaction and how they took in this shot show since we had more of the normal regular stuff right attendance was you know up considerably compared to last year i mean working the aisles and everything else was you know a little bit more difficult navigating things around um you know you had um uh, like i said the the parties were back back and forth the after events and things like that so uh it was i don't know it, it was it was interesting to see that those folks their their process and and trying to adapt to it right because it's not it was something totally different than what they were they experienced for the very first time and we kind of warned them of that going in we're like hey you know you know you you had a good show last year and you enjoyed it but keep in mind that we don't know what to expect this year and you know it's going to be different and it was it was definitely shot show was back i guess you could say All right, so you're looking at it from a little different than I was thinking. So I'm thinking uh, as far as the industry and politics and 
gun owners and the industry being the uh, brunt of the attacks. Um, the show wasn't like political. It wasn't defensive. It wasn't um, defeatist. And it wasn't, um, so, what's the word, like the, the opposite of defeatist, like unnecessarily like boastful or whatever. Like there was, it was like business as usual on like almost every front. There was no reaction to politics and it's not a political show, but there have been times when the braces have been under attack that's probably the only time I can think of. Maybe sometimes when ammo is under attack, uh, importation of ammo, where, um, I don't know, marketing or conversations will kind of slant towards, you know, whatever pressure we might be under at the time or focus we might be under, scrutiny we might be under as ownership. There's times when the industry will essentially put its tail between its legs and just sit there looking like a beat dog because uh, the politics have decided to wail on us or gun owners or something and the industry's tendency is to just take it and weather the storm none of that was happening this time and i think that's an interesting i mean i don't know if it's good or bad it's interesting that it wasn't a factor and, and am i missing anything did you see any i mean like you kind of mentioned with the reaction of people that you saw to the politicians um kind of lends itself to what I was saying, that it seemed kind of neutral without, yeah, without being completely sterile. It was just neutral. Like it didn't let, I mean, they the were there. Influence. Yeah, they were there, but you know, it's like people were more interested in the show than they were, you know, seemed like then hanging out or whatever with a politician, you know, sometimes you get, like, what's going on over there, it. right? There's, like, a crowd of people, and it's like, what's going on over there? And it's like, there's a celebrity, or there's a politician. You know what I'm seeing? I've seen that in the past, it shows. And, you know, the politicians I've seen, or whatever, celebrities, minor celebrities, whatever, that wasn't the case. Like, and maybe there was just timing. Maybe I just didn't see it. That's entirely possible. Well, no, it was just wasn't, it didn't seem like I was walking around a lot. So, uh, you know, I think I would have seen things that happen in front in right right spontaneously or whatever because yeah. i did and the things like you're saying there, there'll be crowds of people and it'll be because a booth babe is doing something or a guest at the booth is doing something or signing something but this time it would be just as likely to be like you know some black rambo or some youtube celebrity doing something as it was a competitive shooter as it is a war veteran, as it is a, uh, a hunter, as it is the boss of the company who's, you know, it, was just, it wasn't because of anything. It was just, you know, these little things would happen, these little gatherings would happen at whatever times. And it wasn't like the whole show was going to stop because Trump's kid was going to show up or something yeah, like right. that. And it's yeah. never been like that, but it definitely wasn't even close to being anything in any direction like that. And I think that just says something about the industry in general and where we're at. Like I said, I don't know if that's good or bad. There was some attempt with Gun Owners of America and FPC to, you know, be there at the show. The Second Amendment Foundation is to some extent, but uh, I think FPC, Craig Deleuze specifically, just uh, were as effective as ever anybody's ever been with Second Amendment at the show this year, uh, doing a series of 10-minute interviews. 
at Media Row or the, the hallway that they give us for media um, that were very effective. So um, being a non-political, non, uh, what's the word, like non-right to a Second Amendment rights type of show, it's just strictly for industry, uh, they did great, uh, a, a great job, the, the best job that's been done at bringing some of that into the show in a palatable way. It's sort of like YouTube shorts, like they're just there. Nobody's gonna get too upset because they're only 15 minutes long and they're just effective. They're not exclamatory or accusatory or anything that would like get people upset. They're just some stating some facts along with the show. I think they really did some headway on bringing 2A to the show without uh, going against the grain. We're right. trying to add something that everybody's going to be a, a problem, have a problem with. But sometimes it's like, it's all about me or it's all about our issue or it's all about our interpretation of the issue. And that can just get in people's nerves and people just aren't there for that. Yeah. So Mill Serpa saying it would be, or I would say last year being my first shot show compared to this year, he liked this one a lot better. There's more of it for sure. There's, I hear you. Right. Uh, as far as new product, I guess uh, plenty of it this year. Not so much of it that it was all gimmicks and in uh, marketing, but uh, enough of it to be interesting and to find things, little kernels, little gems, and then like the evolution of some tech and stuff. So there was a good mix of interesting things and not just hype at this year's show yeah i would agree with that all right well i've threatened to make this thing just an hour and we're already over so we'll wrap this thing up i'll let clover uh come up with whatever he wants to plug uh, on a, being sprung on it like this and then uh stay tuned for another chat next week if we missed anything uh in the comments um feel free to uh let us know and we'll uh, address them next week I don't have a whole lot to plug. I mean, thanks for the invite and uh, enjoyed the conversation. I'm sure there'll be more over the coming uh, days or whatever. Uh, again, I just rolled in last night, so still kind of processing things. Um, you know, as far as content, I you know I'll start editing and stuff today and look for some things over the next you know couple of weeks rolling out. That's about all I can say. And then uh, you know things that were put in motion at the show. Uh, you know, we'll see those roll out over the last, uh, over the next few months or whatever. So, uh, thanks for the, uh, thanks for the invite. Yeah. Thanks for jumping in. Uh, Mike was asking if you wanted to be his partner for doing interviews at NRAM. So, uh, we've got plenty of time for that one, uh, do some coaching, but, uh, uh, I don't think Clover's, I don't know. Are you doing one-on-one -on -one coaching? I uh, can. Okay. Um, I, I really, I, I mean, I have done some one-on-one -on -one coaching. So uh, it just kind of depends. I mean, I spent yesterday, I mean, you know, the issues that happen with your channel and some other stuff. So I've kind of, uh, I've kind of been doing that even while I was on the road. I was, you know, doing things like that. So yeah, certainly can just reach out to me. Yeah, I was going to say, though, that um, maybe watch some people. But one of the coolest things about shows is you can watch people do their thing. And 
know what I mean? You don't have to like be attached to them. You can just watch them do their thing and then maybe even stand at one booth and just watch people come up and interview them. You'll see a whole bunch of different people interview the same person. So you'll see the different styles kind of stand out or just kind of walk around and you'll just notice sure. here's somebody being interviewed. Here's somebody being interviewed. And right. you know, you can, I've, I've learned enough about what not I'm never going to do by watching other people do their thing. Like I'm, like, oh, okay. I'm never going to yeah. do that. Like I'm That's never going to carry that camera around. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so I don't think I would, that's why I'm just saying, like, I don't think I would get as much from watching one person do their thing over and over um, than like watching them do their thing once or twice. But then I would just go off and start figuring it out because it's seriously just talking to people who are there to talk to you. So it's not, there's not much to it other than like, you know, when to turn your camera on or how to hold your camera or, you know, when to, right. how, clever way to give them the mic or something. Um, right. But we'll talk about that kind of stuff in the show. So that's what it's all about. Yep. So uh, thanks, everybody, for watching and listening. We'll have another chat show Thursday evening, kind of prime time, so that everybody doesn't have to stay up all night, uh, but late enough so that the, the West Coast doesn't have to take off work to see it either. So uh, I'll invite a bunch of people on for like an evening, after, late afternoon, early evening chat on Thursday to talk about shot show and their... Uh, their uh, results and their what's next.